Thanks for joining us for day one of our E3 floor coverage. This is our third podcast from E3, covering Nintendo as well as the show floor. So, without further ado, let's get this podcast started. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. I'm Chris. And where I beat it first. Woo! Alright, so here we are, uh, first full day of E3. Uh, we still had one more press conference to go through, which was the Nintendo press event that happened this morning. Uh, if you don't know, Nintendo doesn't actually do a live press conference. Uh, they tend to do everything pre-recorded and then they do a whole mess load of hands-on play for roughly about three hours leading up to E3's opening of the show floor inside their little treehouse section. Uh, so we're going to start off with Nintendo. Uh, first portion, or first setup would be uh, Xenoblade 2, which a lot of people probably shit their pants about when that when they saw that that was coming out hopefully. for it. Hopefully it was something that's going to make them excited for it, absolutely. Normal, yeah, knowing knowing the following that Xenoblade 1 had and how many how many people were just aching for the second one for it, I can definitely see that that one actually got a good response. The big thing, though, was something that made Chris super happy. Oh, yes. Then well, they, they, announced an, they announced that they're going to do a console Pokemon game. Yes! <laughs> so, it, obviously, it's very early, as they said, that it was going to be over a year before they yeah. did it. Uh, my assumption being that they probably wanted people to, you know, calm down a little right. bit after they got all pissed off from that last one. Listen, guys, <laughs> we're making it. All right. Yeah, Just what trust that, us. What was that eight-minute thing that they did last month or whatever? Or last they, they did it, yeah, the last week. Direct. It was the Poke yeah. Direct. Poke yeah. Direct, that's what it was, yeah. And everyone was expecting to have news about that. About stars, but no. And they got pissed off when it wasn't, so obviously they put that in there to be like, chill out. But they did talk about Pokemon Tournament DX, which I actually had a chance to play today, and I liked the Pokemon Tournament on the Wii U. It's fun. It's way better on the Switch, primarily from what they were telling me, is that instead of just upgrading the, the Wii U version, they actually took that Wii U version, tweaked it a little bit more like the standalone arcade cabinets that they actually have in Japan. If you don't know, they actually have... Pokémon Tournament as arcade cabinets in arcades in Japan, where it's just a straight-up, pure fighting game. It's one of the reasons why they're gonna, why they're doing like the Pokémon Tournament, uh, actual tournament here at the East, at the E3 floor, stuff like that. It played like a traditional fighting game yeah. with with their little Pokémon tweaks to where it goes in. You can you can shock somebody down in, and you actually change the the mechanics to be more two D. And then you can pop back out and do more 3D and moving around for it. So I liked it a lot. I thought it was a really fun game. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it actually coming out onto the Switch. That comes out on September 22nd. So kind of looking forward to that. Um, kind of following a little bit more of a trend that we've seen of them having a, a versus style gameplay a little bit more. Which is kind of fun because... Nintendo is definitely taking more of a headstrong line of being like the co-op, the local uh, multiplayer type gaming. Yeah. So it makes just a ton of sense that they would then be focusing more on those types of games. So it'd be interesting to see where they kind of take this uh, uh, new tournament style play that they could make. It, it might be, you know, going off of what they did last year where they resurrected the world championships. 
for it was like a one day thing yeah. at E3, but there were a lot of people that when they announced that got super excited. And esports is kind of just blowing up right now, so it would be interesting if they're kind of focusing more to try to get there. Yeah, I can definitely see that. All right, so next, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, which I I kind of feel like I knew about this, but I'm not certain on this. But there's that Fire Emblem game that just came out. I want to say it was on the uh, DS uh, not too long ago, or maybe it was mobile. Well, they did come out with the mo- with the mobile one. Mobile right. game, yeah, yeah. So and it it is pretty fun. But Fire Emblem Warriors is based off of the Dynasty Warriors set. Got a chance to play that, and it was fucking fun. It it mixed a lot of the good stuff that you like with uh, Fire Emblem, as far as like team based set where you actually have you know like synergy with your characters and everything. But all of the Dynasty Warriors stuff that you know and love. You know, I killed 1,500 people in a matter of minutes within that piece for it. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> Press X the game. Whatever, I'm not a fan no, of Dynasty Warriors. No, there's a lot more than that. But it's, it's a great game. It I like seeing additions, because Dynasty Warriors itself started getting a little... Stale. Stagnant. Stale. Well... Especially stagnant because it's the same story. It's always the romance of the three kingdoms. That's mm-hmm. what it always is. So th- there's only so much that they can add into it. So they figured out the perfect thing. Let's just take this the same philosophy that we have for the game, but let's just apply it to brand new stories. Hyrule Warriors, uh, yeah. Dragon Warriors. It also it also created a good knockoff, which was the uh, the Fate Extella game. That was a that's made by a completely different company. But we gave it an award last year at E3. We got a review copy earlier, and it was fun on the Vita. Mm-hmm. Even it's you know the Vita is obviously not as powerful as a PS4 or anything, but it was still a fun game. I played the shit out of it in between flights. I actually played the shit out of it on a flight to a Nintendo event. <laughs> <laughs> so Which, that's also coming out for the Switch now. Yep, that comes out for the Switch uh, next month. So and we're actually meeting with them tomorrow. Right, exceeds tomorrow. Or they Thursday? Uh, yeah, one of the two dates. But we're meeting tomorrow. with the, we're meeting with them to mo- over the course of the show, we'll so we can actually know. see some of the other games yeah. for it. But I'm from the videos that we saw looks just like the PS4 version. Uh, I'm just looking nice forward to uh, uh, that new Super Soaker game they have, the Peaches Beaches. Oh God! <laughs> the Waifu Extreme. Uh, oh, yeah. That is Warriors. not a Switch game, so <laughs> that's just kind of getting thrown in there. <laughs> All right, uh, they announced a new Kirby game. Yep. Awesome. Four player on a Switch. It looked great. Hey, I'm just happy that it was just straight up Kirby. Nothing added on to it. Nothing different. This is the old Kirby that you love in the day. Except four player support, which Mm -hmm. looked awesome. Uh, You didn't have to have four players, which is also great. You could uh, recruit on people for your own army up to four uh, three CPUs. It looks like you just you brainwashed them with love. Yeah. You literally (laughs) shoot a giant heart which looked like it may have come out of Kirby's butt <laughs> at them, but and you indoctrinate them into the Kirby philosophy, and they become your your loyal friends. That booty got them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that booty! Oh, that, oh, that booty. booty anywhere. Yep. So they announced a new Yoshi game. Yep. Again. Both both of these games, by the way, I think they slated them for 2018. Yes, they're they're um, not even playable here or anything like that. Yeah. So. so that Yoshi game though looked fun. It looked like it's only a two player. If that, 
Um, given, again, like we said, that they're really focusing on the multiplayer with the Switch, I would feel that it's at least a two-player. There might have been four, or it might take four, and we just hadn't seen four Yoshis on the screen at the same time. But it was cool, because originally we thought it was Wooly World, like, right off the bat, but it was more like Paper Yoshi. It was it was Yoshi with Papercraft. Yeah, looked a lot like mm-hmm. that, um, that Papercraft game on the Vita and PlayStation 4 that came out just la- uh, last year. Yeah. Um, really cutesy, really uh, inventive, uh, you know, the moving around with the physics of paper and stuff the like that. The serpent dragon pull train, pull train yeah. thing, mm-hmm. that, like the kid's toy that he had to fight. That was awesome. I thought that was really hyper cool. Hyper cutesy, though, for yeah, sure. Yeah, hyper, hyper cutesy. Uh, Rocket League coming out on the Switch. Hooray! Hooray! Hooray Rocket League! Everything. Rocket mm-hmm. League, all the things. Yes, Rocket yep. League, all the things. Again, we were, I, I had a look of genuine panic on my face when I first saw it because all I saw was a metal ball, and I thought for a second that they were porting that horrible Metroid soccer game that came out on the 3DS <laughs> onto the Switch, and then I got a big sigh of relief when I said, oh, well, it's just Rocket League. Okay. <laughs> so, that, that you know, it's a fun game. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a new People like it. Yep. Uh, Mario Odyssey got a, a release date, and that's 1027. And that game, I played both of the levels for it. It was literally a total of 20 minutes that felt like five minutes. That game was fun as shit. What I'm most excited about is that it has finally some semblance of a challenge again. The problem is the last like five uh, 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 Mario games, except for Mario Maker, because they can make it stupid mm-hmm. uh, hard, but they're just like on easy mode. I mean, shit, even 3D World would give you an ultimate power-up if you died more than five times. Oh, yeah, you get that gold like, one. Just like, here, just get fucking through the game. The you know, gold Tanuki suit or whatever it was. Child, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this one at least seems to have some semblance. A lot of similarities to uh, Super Mario Sunshine. Yep. Uh, now you're collecting moons instead of suns. Mm-hmm. Which, is that a bad thing? No, not at all. Not at all. Except they actually use proper grammar instead of saying moon got which yes. is what they should have said, just to be like, hey, <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink, we're cool still. You know, that would have been phenomenal. Yeah, but you got to teach kids proper grammar. This is There's true. a whole yeah. new generation that's going to play this game. But, I did uh, like the integration of the 2D. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say, is the, the 2D to 3D to, to 2D again worked great, where yeah. you're actually playing the game in 3D, you go through a, a what looks like a Minecraft pipe, and then you turn into 2D on a wall. No, we're not just talking 2D. We mean like 8-bit straight up, right? 8-bit straight mm-hmm. up. And it's not it's not like, you know, just standard Mario when you switch onto it. Any outfit that you're in at that time will automatically turn into a 2D version. Fun. So when they showed it earlier, they had the guy in the sombrero and the and the, the, the poncho. Poncho. And when he went 2D, Mario, 8-bit Mario with a sombrero and a poncho was running <laughs> through the wall. It was great, and then the the whole mechanic of you can do that, and they had the tower that you ran up. So you run around, and you're actually inside the wall of the tower, and then you just Mm -hmm. jump up into different sections for it, and then you just jump out of the world. You don't have to go through a pipe. You just get to the top, and you just jump out, and you get into the 3D world again. It was fun. That part was really cool. And then going into the human world, human world, answering that question of if Mario ever goes back to the human world, does he look like a human instead of the cutesy Mario? The answer is no. He still looks like Mario. But mm-hmm. that was fun, especially I found you can uh, you can throw your hat into a lamp and turn into basically a giant like orb of energy and fly down light or fly down power poles. That was cool. And the whole cap thing of where you're actually you could just throw the Mario cap possession. on almost anything. Yeah, Mario possession. I took possession of a guy 
and drove a remote control car to get a moon. There you go. <laughs> it was it was pretty cool. That game was fun. I, did the guy I liked get the mustache or did the car get the mustache? Uh, the guy did. Nice. Yeah, not the car because because so, your control. He was playing with the remote control car, and then you had control of that remote control car. So the thing I also liked about it is that it answers that question too. Back to the does Mario look like a human in the human world? Is that they're handling it kind of like if you went to like the ice world? Yep. You, know, you go to the ice world and there's icy stuff around. Mario doesn't look like a penguin. Mario doesn't act mm-hmm. like a ice monster or anything that's there. So when Mario goes to the human world, they just treat it like it's another land, another world. Instead of being like Turtle Land, it's human land. And going with the, the whole hat thing, the thing that I find really cool about that is that forever, Mario has taken something and was a was a disguised version of himself. Now they completely switched around, and mm-hmm. Mario is that person. It, it's way, way cool. I like it. Possession. Possession. He's a Spectre? Spectre. Oh. He's, a, he's, a, he's a ghost. Has Mario been dead all along? Luigi has been hunting Mario in a uh, haunted mansion. Oh, oh shit. my god. Oh, we just go- blew yep. Nintendo's whole conspiracy. Mm. He's been searching for his dead Mario's brother this dead. entire time. Mario's been Spoiler dead alert. since the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> and we've just been playing ghost. That's what versions. really happens when you go through a sewer pipe. That's why. <laughs> they all float down here, little Mario. They all float down here. Alright, uh, so next we have, oh my god, Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. yeah. We didn't see shit about it. Didn't see shit But about all you it. have to do is throw a big 4 and then just Metroid Prime and everyone goes, Eee-hoo! Just throw Metroid and everyone just freaks mm-hmm. out. Oh, well, case in, point, case in point, Metroid on the 3DS was actually shown a lot. And that game looks fucking awesome. It's a nice rebrand of the um, original uh, Game Boy game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they made it like look just phenomenal. Yeah, it's the 2.5D. Right. That that has been kind of making its the way original, around. The uh, original um, uh, Metroid Metroidvania style because yeah. it's a Metroid game. Yeah. So it's the original Metroid uh, uh, game, which is super awesome to have again. The abilities, the map, everything just flows into it. Um, the fighting looks fantastic. I was a little concerned about it being maybe too easy, but everything that we saw was very early on in the game, so hopefully yeah. it'll be a... And, and Metroid much. itself was pretty easy at the beginning, and then got very, very hard as you went along. So that's probably what it's going to be. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about it for that we have for Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo um, did a great job. Um, you know what? Lackluster from Sony, lackluster from uh, Xbox. 4K, 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 4K. 4K esports, 4K. esports, esports, 4K. But uh, um, Nintendo really did a good showing. I mean, there's, they don't. Yeah. There's a lot of people that were saying only Nintendo won. one game last year. They did a great job coming up this year with a lot more going on, a lot more engagement, a lot more for people to love. Hopefully, bringing everybody together a lot of yep. like, to play games again because that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. So, good job, Nintendo. Yeah. Bravo. All right. So next is us actually going to E3. Uh, E3 is supposed to be awesome, right? You're supposed to be able to get a lot of information, get around, be able to talk to whoever you need to, yeah, have the nice the professional conversations with everybody. Yeah, that didn't happen. Not anymore. No. 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 15,000 extra tickets sold to... I, granted, not E3 is an industry event. I, I don't think that opening up to the public is a good idea. Um, no. There's so many other things that they could do to the, that the people from the public could actually see all the games that we see. But it's an industry event. Like They release these things and they show everything off and they want us to be able to see it. People who work in the industry, like my day job, I work in the industry itself. And you know, just journalistic pieces in, in general for it. The Cog Connected guys 
were totally pissed off. It took 20 minutes for us to get into E3. And that was still with a huge-ass line of people behind I've never us. seen right. a line leave the building before. Never. And this no. thing left, snaked, traveled for like a half mile. It went it down was, Pico yeah. and went and went down Figueroa. It was it was maddening. And then, so... And that was just for one hall. Yeah. The other halls were just as bad. So yeah. if, you, if you went to the West Hall, it was nuts. So there's no getting around. If you yeah. have uh, meetings or any kind of showings that you have to get to, you better leave a half hour beforehand yeah. just to make it across because right. you're literally walking shoulder to shoulder. Disneyland at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. No, it didn't. Oh yeah, Disneyland at Christmas is still bad because that's when that's when all like the Muslims and the yep. and the Jews go. Yep. That's right. And now that since Christmas is now a fad, that, that that's when everyone goes. Oh yeah, this is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so it was fuck. Okay. I, first thing that we did once we got in there, we stopped in the Microsoft booth real quick just to see if they had any other games that they hadn't talked about. Granted, they talked about literally anything that they could in that time span, um, so I wasn't really expecting to see it, but I swear to God, I almost had claustrophobia triggered. Number one, they had a really tiny booth it's, uh, compared oh, yeah. to last year. It's much smaller than um, last year. It's also very closed off. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Can't get into it too easily. And then they only seem to have like oh, yeah. three or four. They have that wall yeah. that literally it's like open, but only like two feet high. Right. So you it's have weird. to. So there's like one path, and of course there's no direction or rhyme or reason. So you're crossing people left and right of you all over the place. Like literally, if you're not just like sticking your hand out in front of people to be like, I'm getting through this way, you're just not going to move. No. Plus, it, there's not the the general common courtesy that. Right. You know, you're in the industry, you know that the other people are in the industry, you know, so you let We're people through, you thing. watch you watch mm-hmm. out, you apologize when someone bumps into you, or you bump into somebody for it. You you right. turn very Canadian for three days of sorry, 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 sorry. sorry, sorry. sorry. But here, no. No, people, that's, the, all. that's gone. The, every person that had a lime green badge holder and a white and red lanyard, it... it it just like annoyed. You. I mean, all I'm fine long with getting too, the out there. I, I, it's not their fault. They're just there no. to have a fun time yeah. as well. But this is not the event oh, no. of the trade show. You know show who I blame? That. I blame ESA. the ESA. ESA yep. is totally blamed for this. Yeah, they've destroyed what was a great setup. Informational venue. And yep. now it's just a, another... An industry event. Right. There's industry events that happen all the time for other places for it. So... You know, you have to learn to expect that there's a modicum of exclusivity. And to point that out, that we're not just being biased little dicks and like snow cloud, uh, snow thingies. God damn. Snowflakes. 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 Jesus. There you go. We can't uh, think tonight. I can't think tonight. No. Well, it's draining. But anyway, <sighs> to show that we're not just being snowflakes about this and just whining about it, take two. Did the absolute best <laughs> fuck you have ever seen to a trade oh, yeah. show. Oh, yeah. So, big part of E3 is that you put on this huge spectacle, you know, have huge lights, all that stuff show like that. Show off all your games. games. They you had know, a it's huge like, display last they year. Had, oh, yeah. They, they have a stuff. very, Mafia very Green. large booth. Yeah. yeah. However. Now they have still a very, very large booth, but it's completely just a black box sitting right in the middle of the South Hall. With big T2s with going big around T2s it. around it, so you know who it is. Mm-hmm. And all that they'll say is they're like, yep, industry like only to uh, with personal uh, yeah. meetings. Yeah. We're yeah. doing business, business meetings Business only meetings only. Year. We're not showing off to... And you anyone. know what they had in there along with those business meetings? 
pool, pool tables, tables, drink carts. Like the, it, it was, it was a nice, nice, nice setup. It was obviously a good like oasis to get out of the crowds yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like and it was, it was definitely a giant finger to the ESA. I think right. for it. They're, I, they're taking. You know, it I can't speak they, for Take Two. No, of course not. But you, you book these floor spaces way ahead of in advance. I'm pretty sure that they booked it well before January. And then the ESA is like, oh yeah, we're opening up E3 to the masses. Fuck. Yep. So, yeah. that kind of stuff is usually reserved for meeting rooms and stuff. Yep. Because the last thing you want to do is show off a bunch of alpha gameplay to people who aren't going to understand that it's just alpha gameplay and it can improve. And then they just go out there and blast it. Well, to be honest, for the most part, journalists and... You know, we'll we'll pretty much just land based alpha gameplay anyway. But we at least say it was alpha based, <laughs> alpha based game. For the so. most part, we'll we take it with a, a grain of salt. Right. We're like like eh, alpha. They said alpha. It the, that's the best thing is that they actually said alpha and not beta, <laughs> as Cliffy B put out there for it. No, oh. this was a true alpha. Like you can't have a you can't have a beta two day or two weeks before your launch. There's nothing you're going to be able to fix. Right. Unless the only thing that you can really fix is we need to test server load balance. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that you can fix off of that. But Even then, not much. No, there's not a whole lot. Other than, fuck, we need to add five more servers. Oh, we should definitely ask uh, <laughs> For Honor how that turned out. Oh, awesome. yeah, we should definitely follow that. Such a great game and then such a horrible game. Anywho, I think we can finish the uh, fifteen minutes of hate. Yes, uh, we, we kind of need to. We we need we need to get onto things that we actually did like from the floor. So first stop that we had uh, was Bloody, who's a oh, uh, peripheral yeah. manufacturer for it. As you guys have probably seen on our site, uh, keyboards, mice, headphones, like they make everything and they make them well, very well, very, scary very well. well, scary, scary well. Chris, do you want to explain the the whole uh, the whole LK three Libra? piece uh yeah so this year they unveiled their new keyboard switch um the lk3 libra which a keyboard switch for people who don't possibly know what they are are basically your your keys yeah the pieces under the keys right yeah that actually register yep yeah and so i mean they're all mechanical keyboards the lks are uh light switch technology which is instead of like actual having like a mechanical connection the trigger key press, it goes through an optical switch, and so it's a little more precise. This is the third generation of that technology. Because it basically, like, blocks it, right? Right. So you're basically, you're like a spy with the laser thing kind of going But, like, when you, walk through the door at a, when you walk through the door at a store, and it, it does the chime, you you break the light wave that, they, that they're sending off, and it sends the chime off. That yep. Thing. So, that's, it was awesome. Yeah, and you can actually... Not only can you pull the keys off and easily just kind of swap them out, you can actually pull the switches out too for each individual key, which is really neat. That's pretty awesome. So you clean, customize it, it like crazy. It felt nice. And it felt too. like a dream. Yeah. Typed like the best keyboard I've ever been on. Water resistant. Water resistant like they too. Actually, they dunked it they in water. They dunked one in yeah. water. Thought they broke it. They thought it broke it because it wasn't working. And then they just, once it dried out, they tried again. Yep, worked fine. Worked perfectly fine. It just did something where it momentarily stopped. It just needed to dry out. Oh, and the new mouse, um, I didn't get the model number for it, but they did have a new mouse that we're hoping to get a, a, a demo one for it so that we can review it. But that thing feels so much better. It it has much 
harder but not like too hard of buttons so that you don't accidentally hit everything for it i thought it was great i can't wait to actually review one of those probably the p93 it was beautiful i think so yeah Mm -hmm. the uh, headphones oh my god tried a couple of the headphones and we've reviewed headphones before on our site but literally the best some of the best headphones that i've ever used yeah you just put them on and out everything went quiet yeah, oh, I've yeah. got some good. I've got some good Shure headphones, and these made much better sound. Not even plugged into anything. You put those on, E three just disappeared. Yep. Yeah. Then I just plugged it into my phone and listened. I actually pulled up a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled up the D and D podcast, The Adventure Zone, because that was just what was next playing on my Google Play, and it sounded like everything sounded different. Their intro music sounded completely different than I've ever heard it before, and it sounded clean and clear. Well, they got that. The hybrid, yeah, the hybrid driver, yeah, for it. So it's it, it's metal. It's both metal and and uh, carbon, fiber. Car- carbon fiber. Yeah, yeah. That was, oh, it was. It's nice. It's nice. Uh, enough that they actually got the very first award that we handed out. Yeah, we didn't have to hear a lot more because we were already like jizzing in our pants like crazy. Yeah. So and just feeling that new keyboard, which yeah, was, was released so today late. for so it. They late. didn't announce anything. We knew that it was coming out because they told us right. they told us that they that we couldn't meet right at the beginning of the day like we were thinking of. We had to meet an hour later because they were doing the whole unveil and everything like that for it. So congratulations that keyboard's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, congratulations. Small uh, company, check them out. Hilariously, we then were walking around a little bit and we're you know, we didn't have a whole lot of time in between meetings, so we just stopped at another peripheral piece that we were just walking by that I was like, huh, that's interesting looking. And we came across the Swift Point mouse, which... was started with a Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah. Um, and today was the release on the Kickstarter. Today was the release of, of the of, actual yeah. products. Yeah, the, the people with the Kickstarters were mm-hmm. getting it. And it is a pretty interesting concept. So basically yeah. it is, it's a, really it's a joystick... Uh, um, a, a controller, handheld controller, and a mouse on one with the wide gamut of customizable buttons and triggers that they have on it. Yeah. Like, there's actually trigger pulls on a mouse. I know it's hard to visualize. We have to check out ibeatfirst.com for pictures of it. But literal trigger pulls, pushes. Every single switch had a different way that you could uh, push it on to make it right. whatever you wanted. Pressure sensitive. Pressure sensitive, full customization. But then what really blew it, blew it out of the water was that it had tilt controls and haptic oh, feedback. Yeah. So and the you tilt could, controls worked whether you had that little joystick platform right. or yeah, not. They so had like this little you could, you could tilt you could But you could do it without that. Yeah. You could tilt the mouse ever so slightly, like just barely, just enough to like get your finger going on. They had little special paddles for you to put your feet, fingers on so it didn't feel weird or, or yeah. unnatural. And it would work as like a lean out function. Where you could lean around a corner or anything like that, so you could bind mm-hmm. it to that, that function. I mean, you could have it binded to whatever you want. Then you could yeah, just tilt the mouse and it'll like strife, whatever you want to do. But what I found was the best on that is the programming itself. So he was basically talking only about gaming, and then he said, "Well, it, and it can work into like pretty much anything. You can program these buttons or anything." So it's like, "Well, so would it be programmable for something like Photoshop?" It's like. No, no one said that. Like, but someone's probably making it right now as we speak, aren't you? He's like, yeah, probably, because they just released it. Right. The greatest thing about it is that all those programming sets, you can share them. It's just a file that you can download, mm-hmm. send to somebody else. They could download it from their forum and then put it into their piece. Mm-hmm. So if you pick up a brand new game, you can actually uh, have a set that's already set up, or you know, 
let's say that you're getting into a game a couple weeks later, most likely somebody's already got a, a programming set for it, and then you can just drop that in and you're good to go. But being able to program it for Photoshop and actually like have it go through your go through your brushes, cycle through different things, that's I think awesome. It's a, it's a game changer for business and for regular computer use as well as just a game changer for video games. Yeah, and then the cool thing was that little pad that just snaps on magnetically, and so basically becomes. You can also use it more as a joystick for flying, mm-hmm. and it's got the old key, some hot swap between the uh, different macro settings or program settings on their profiles. Well, and so, it's got that OLED screen on the side. Yeah, but so with that, you can just be sitting there playing something like Battlefield or a game like that, or running around a soldier, hopping on a plane, click snap on that, change your profile, now you're in a profile specifically set up for flying. Without having to exit the game, no. go into the piece, change what you're at. Because you could actually just have those preset and you yep. could scroll through your preset on that OLED. Yep. That, it, it's, the OLED sounded dumb until he explained what it, right. what it did and he showed us. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah, you can customize that oil, that screen to do show whatever. Yeah. So like How much pressure you're putting on the keys, the driver settings. Yeah. Custom so message. That mouse... Totally awesome. Check it out on our website. Check it out on swiftpoint.com for it. Um, it it was really cool. The company's based out of uh, New Zealand. Out of New Zealand, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some Kiwis, um, but they were really nice. They were actually super ecstatic to have some industry people to talk to that were actually asking <laughs> questions and delving right. deep into it rather than just be like, "Oh, cool." So I thought I I thought that was awesome. Uh, next. Uh, where we went straight after that was Kingdom Come Deliverance for it, which, Chris, you want to explain a little bit about what this very interesting game is? Yeah, so um, it also started as a Kickstarter, but what it is, it's set in the 1400s in what, used, what is now Czech Republic during their Civil War, and there's, you know, and it's a very realistic medieval open world RPG. Um, one of their taglines for is Dungeons, no dragons. <laughs> so the way that's, I like, better, that's better than what Jason described yeah, it as. Which with no magic or monsters. <laughs> yeah. So very, very pretty game. Uh, I mean, it, the details in it were very high. Um, very the, detailed. Very detailed. It's very detailed. Detailed. Uh, the map on that game was, was beautiful. beautiful. That could be a game in itself, mm-hmm. just playing a game with that map graphic. It looked, it looked kind of like, like a puppet show. Right. For it, where it, it just had multiple layers of, of different textures and everything on top of it. It was awesome. And then they had that codex in there where it's like, hey, this is an actual person in history. Yeah. This is their backstory. This is an actual location. This is the history yeah, on it. Yeah, because there's it. For the most part, the only thing that's made up is, you know, a couple of, like, townsfolk and the main character. For the most part, everybody were actual people during that time and actual like generals and everything like You're that. You're definitely shooting for a very realistic experience for someone growing up in the 1400s. Yep, it's it, it played well. Played well. Yeah. It played well. I mean, it's, it's got some it's got some issues, but it's still it's still in like early beta. So, but for an early beta game that has it it has so much going for it. There's so much in that game. That I kind of feel like it's never going to be perfect in any aspect for it because they're they're broadening their scope too much, but it's still I mean it was enough to grab my attention 
for it. And then we got to sit down and you could play it on PC, Xbox, or PS4. And they were all right there. I mean, like right. it, it wasn't a smoke and mirrors like like oh here's a here's a controller yeah it's being played on a PS4 but there's actually a computer underneath. Right. It was an actual console. <laughs> like Xbox last year. Yeah. Here's an Xbox controller. Here's an Xbox One in front of you. Blood oh, lights. it crashed. There's a PC underneath. Yeah, it's not an actual Xbox running it. It was a it was a computer. Mm-hmm. Sony Sony always has the Playstations for it. Um, we we were last year told that that. Zelda was running on the Wii U. It wasn't. It wasn't at that point the NX for it. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that was one of the things reasons why last year I was blown away by Zelda because it already looked pretty on the Wii U and it looked even better, better on the, on the Switch. Switch. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Uh, so great game, uh, Battlefront Two. You guys had a chance to yeah, play. Yeah, guys, yeah. sit down, play a little bit of it. Obviously, very uh, hyped and excited for it. Um, main things, obviously, being single player uh, story mode. Uh, galactic battles, uh, um, both of which were not featured in the demo today, um, but we did get to play uh, the normal uh, um, versus mode. Right, and all um, eras too. And all and it's through all eras, which is really cool. So I mean, you can have Han Solo and uh, uh, um, Ray, uh, Ray and uh, Darth, uh, Darth Maul. Maul all fighting on the same <laughs> battlefield, which is kind of cool, kind of yeah. interesting. Uh, kind of distracting for me a few times where I'd run around the corner and there'd be Han Solo or Darth Maul, and I was not expecting it. But it was still a lot of fun to uh, get on through. Uh, definitely revamped a lot of the, the play style. There's a lot more options on the gun and what kind of characters you can play as. Um, the card system remains, but they changed up how it works a little, a little bit, bit better. Um, they also made it a lot clearer of which ones are better for you with the color coding system. If you get a rare card or anything like that of how you're going to earn them. Uh, what I liked a lot is that the pickups are no longer just annoying little icons on the map to make you get... Whatever you right. need, if you want to. They're basically it. gone, right? That's basically what gone. gone. Yeah. yeah, the little little emblems. Yeah, you know? there's still pickups on the map, but it's not like like there's an ammo crate, and you can pick up a specialty weapon from that ammo crate. That makes sense and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, like switching out with a special extra character or anything like that was uh, based on your 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 battle yeah, score that you're earning or... as you were fighting. And what's really cool is that it was not just heroes. There was also that you had upgraded versions of whatever you were playing on. Like, for example, we were playing on the droid side, and you just had regular old Roger Roger uh, droids. <laughs> Roger Roger. And then you could, uh, uh, after you were playing for a little while, you'd be able to have the option to uh, select an upgrade to a destroyer. Uh, the ones with the, yeah. the blasters. So, I mean, yeah. it was, it was kind of interesting how and it's not just... not just the, the ships as well. Right, exactly. Yeah, as so, opposed to me flying around and magically getting the Millennium Falcon ship. Right. So or the slave ship. It's it feels more like it's akin to the kill streak ben- benefits of days old. Yeah. But it's less obvious, and now it's like kind of like a cumulative system. So nice. really cool. Awesome. Uh, so while they were doing that, that's when I was playing all the Nintendo games. For one of the ones that I totally forgot to talk about was Arms, because um, I played that, and the new characters play really well. Uh, but McGee, whatever the hell her name was, the one where you fight with <laughs> her, she actually is probably one of the better ones. The the Goo one, he was weird. He was really hard to fight. Like the computer is mean when they were when there is him for it. But that game was fun. Uh, that comes out on Friday. Looking to get my hands on it. Yeah, so it, it's going to be a fun game. All right. Uh, then we had uh, Far Cry Five. So Far Cry Five, I came into Far Cry seriously excited because I love Far Cry series. I've been loving them for a mm-hmm. long time, but I was ready to hate it. It was honestly. a modicum of meh. Right. Yeah, I was, re- <laughs> I was ready to be like, okay. How excited am I going to be to pick this game up for $20? Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. And uh, um, after 
getting some time with it, it actually looks very impressive. It looks very polished. The, the area that they had you in was very lush, very clean, uh, destroyable objects. Um, one of the wow moments for me was when uh, um, an explosive barrel blew up. Not only did it blow the enemies away, but there was a wooden fence nearby that like kind of got taken out just by the shockwave alone, yeah. not uh, not part of the explosion. So that was kind of like a oh, that was pretty cool to see stuff actually get like pushed aside and asunder from just a huge explosion and then just being like in the fire, you know. And it totally isn't just a white people killing simulator. No, totally not. <laughs> totally not. Who cares? White people are expendable, right? Yes, probably. So um, uh, the buddy system is nice. Dog bro. Oh, dog bro. Still excited about dog bro. Um, otherwise than that, uh, it's definitely shaping up to be a, a Far Cry that I know and love. So Good. if uh, as long as they can avoid a lot of the Ubisoft pitfalls that they've run into a lot, you should hopefully be able to have a good game. Awesome. NASCAR Heat 2, you guys also got to play that? Yeah. That was actually pretty fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. The, the cool new thing about it is this year they have three different series where last year they had uh, NASCAR Heat Evolution. Yeah, was. I think that's what and it was. And they just had the one top-level series. Now they have two series, and then also the NASCAR trucks. And on the trucks, they have a dirt oval you can run them on. Tons of drifting. Yep, tons of drifting. Well, and you said, that you, could, you said that you could feel the actual... Like, it, you could actually feel the ground slip, basically. Because when you're on gravel, you know, and you, you try and make a... Uh, pretty much anything, and you're going, you know, 100 dirty, miles yeah. an hour. You mm-hmm. you sh- you slide yeah. for it, and you could actually do a slide, and it felt like it felt more like a power slide that was trying to gain control, le- rather than just you know something weird happening. It's definitely yeah, a game. Yeah, it's definitely a game meant for people who are in love with NASCAR and want to have the official NASCAR feeling for uh, uh, in a game where you have like you know uh, Tiger Woods or the Masters games yeah. that have like a very sim based of for golf this is definitely the sim based for nascar the the customization uh the aspects of how much control you could have you can have it all the way down to very arcadey uh where it's super easy you know just hold the gas you'll get through mm-hmm. it just fine but you can actually take away a lot of the parameters to make it so it's more of the sim style racing so you can actually get a better feel of how hard these cars actually are to just drive in a circle but yeah, and there's a lot of strategy involved at that level. Right. Because you're dealing with tire wear, um, gas. You can just, all right, when do I want to pit? Do I want to do a gallon of gas? Or do I want to do a couple more? They did a good job giving you a lot more options, giving you a little bit of strategy. There's yeah. a lot a lot more to it if that's the type of game you're looking for. It's a good good entry. And then it has local multiplayer with split ah, screen. Yeah, split screen and 40-player online. Yeah, 40-player online multiplayer. That's yeah, pretty crazy. Jesus. 40 players. I mean, I I understand that that's like, you know, a normal amount of NASCAR cars, but just 40 players playing a racing game is just insane. And I asked specifically if they have a system that's going to keep griefers down. And yes, if you play like shit and you just ram people, you're going to get put in with other people that play that way. Nice. But if you play real like a sim, you're going to be with other people that are playing That's awesome because that's one of the things that pisses me off about racing games. Yeah, and if you don't have 40 people in your pool, you can add in AA cars to make up that 40. Nice. And the Which, AI, dri- AI drivers were crazy good. Oh, yeah. Like, they were not just like, oh, no, I'll get out of your way. They, they weren't the oblivious AI like you right. get in a lot of games, like the previous Grand no, Turismo games. The AI is oblivious, and it, it basically preset itself yeah. like, I'm going to move, and I'm going to cut in this route whether there's a car there or not. Right. 
Yeah, so it's not going to hit you. That's that's actually really cool. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I guess, about all that we have for today. Uh, tomorrow, we're meeting with Nyko. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also doing Lawbreakers. I think we have some more stuff with Kingdom Come. i got to double-check that. Uh, and then uh, also meeting with Hyperkin. Cool. So we're going to get a, a lot of stuff built into there, as well as seeing more of the, of the floor itself. So thanks a lot for joining us, guys, and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bye.